Welcome to IntelliCast, powered by Skip. I'm Cam Mackey with Skip, and I'm excited to have with me this morning two of the leading experts in the fields of CI and strategy, Ben Galad and Helen Rothberg. Ben is the CEO of the Academy of CI, a leading firm offering training in the areas of CI and strategy. Ben's widely considered one of the founders of CI theory and practice, and he's received Skip's highest honor. In addition to his day job, he's also a frequent author, speaker, and a little bit of a provocateur, too. Dr. Helen Rothberg is a professor of strategic management at Marist College and also a senior faculty at the Academy of Competitive Intelligence. She has a PhD and an MPhil from the City University Graduate Center, an MBA from Baruch, and a BA from Queens College. She's also the recipient of the Board of Trustees Distinguished Teaching Award. And like Ben, she's a frequent author and speaker. And her latest book is The Perfect Mix, Everything I Knew About Leadership I Learned as a Bartender. Ben, Helen, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having us. So today, our topic is wondering if all the hubbub about the new normal is something long-term and meaningful, or is it just more BS? So we're going to kick off by asking Ben, do you, you believe, Ben, that the new normal is here to stay? No. I, I don't think it's normal, and anything which is not normal can become the new normal, because it's not normal to begin with. But... Uh, the only thing I would say that's going to stay is the sense that the government can shut you down with very little warning for as long as they want. And in my 500 years of living on Earth, I'm including four, uh, 450 as a ghost, I never in my, my life expected it would be so easy to shut down an economy. The rest of what's happening will come and go. Some trends will be a little bit accelerated, but that's nothing. It's not like the world has changed fundamentally. I don't buy it. Helen. <laughs> well, of course, I have a little bit of a different perspective here. Um, you know, I, I've been doing this web series recently called Wednesday uh, Wisdom Live, and, and my first one responded to this new normal, and I said, you could look at it as shit or fertilizer, right? We can't control what happens, but we can control how we respond to it. And we could look at something as, wow, this is horrible. Or is there an opportunity here to do things a little differently? So what I think is going to come out of this new normal, which I don't even think I understand what that really means, um, is a different way of doing business and a different way of offering education. <clears throat> Pardon me. And I'm not convinced that these um, opportunities for innovation won't ultimately be for the good. I think it's going to be, we're going to be better at the other end of it. So excellent. So, so maybe it's not a complete changing of the world, but as Ben said, trends are accelerating or slowing down. And Helen, you're saying that there's an opportunity for here to uh, make lemons, uh, lemonade out of lemons. Um, so, so with that, there's a lot, of, a lot of shifting landscape and we need to make sense of that. So what role can competitive intelligence professionals or just the discipline play in determining what's real, what's gonna stay here, how are these trends shifting? 
what can we do to support companies through this shifting landscape? So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take this question and expand it a little bit because the bigger question is, is strategy still relevant? I mean, it's kind of like, do we need a new approach to strategy because of this new normal BS? Mm -hmm. Or as I say with my accent, bullshit. And the, it reminds me something that I don't think either of you still remember. In 1994, a guy named Davany from Dartmouth Business School wrote a book called Hyper Competition, which suggested that the competition has become so aggressive, competitive advantage is no longer actually sustainable, and therefore we need to rethink the whole idea of strategy because strategy at the end is trying to create a sustainable competitive advantage. That book was published in 1994. There was a huge hype around it, and now nobody remembers it because there is no new approach to strategy. The strategy itself might be a little different, but the approach to strategy has been with us since the beginning of time. The first caveman who clubbed a mammoth had a strategy of how to do it. So the approach to strategy stays the same. And if we take out the new normal hype and uh, buzz, what you are left with is the same role of intelligence and the same role of strategy, only under the current condition, some of the thinking about the future needs to actually employ the same thing that you mentioned before, war games and scenarios, which are still not employed enough. Now it's becoming critical. And CI, of course, plays the most important role in actually looking into the future. So, I don't think these things change. What might change is the content, not the form. I have to agree with Ben, that's a little scary. Um, <laughs> you know, in, in the art of war, Sun Tzu said, know, know thy enemy as thyself and in a thousand battles, you'll never be in peril. So the idea that before you take action, you should know things is not new. And if anything, um, I think what the new normal or, or this time frame has shown us is that some of the tools that we have in our grasp, such as scenario planning, which is the hardest thing to get executives to understand that they need to do, that they need to actually ask the what if question, right? If, if strategy is what's next, scenarios say what if, and that they need to think about and try to plan for uncontrollable events so they'll be ready. Um, I think this time, and, and there's always, every 10 years, there's some kind of jolt, there's something we didn't expect, there's some kind of quote unquote black swan that shows you that you have to be better prepared than just thinking about the quarterly earnings call with Wall Street. So I think now, as, as well as ever, CI is important and strategy really hasn't changed because what is strategy? Strategy is about trying to figure out how to be different. And then all the things that follow from that about communicating that and supporting that. And you can't know that unless you know everything else <laughs> as best as you can. So I, I actually would hope that in this time, the, the study and the practice and the use of strategy has become even more important. Yeah. And it hasn't changed, yeah. So, so if, so strategy is just as important as ever. And, and, and I guess the, the caveman has always needed to club a mammoth. So 
the, the mammoth might be faster moving now or you know might uh you know might even be riding in an uber so some of the dynamics change but the, the toolkits are the same um how do you then talk about this disconnect between the need and the critical need for wargaming scenario planning with senior management just not getting it um you know shouldn't this be the burning platform moment where management teams are clamoring for these types of uh of tools if if we look at uh, neuroscience research into how does the brain react during times of crisis you'll see the opposite of what you're talking about you see narrowing of the point of view you see lack of patience with anything which is outside that point of view and focus on the immediate. That's what CEOs are doing today. And I don't blame them. I mean, the world is collapsing around them. This is, in my view as an economist, the new depression, whatever other people want to call it, it's fine. But how do you prepare for a depression is an issue of, first of all, you survive. So when, it, when survival is an issue, I don't expect anybody to listen to anything else. But at a certain point, in this new world, or not new world actually, but at a certain point, surviving a depression which is coming will require them to think forward. And to think forward will require them to listen to different perspectives. That will become very important. And they will realize it because CEOs are not stupid. And when they realize that different perspectives are important, competitive intelligence analysts are the ones who are supposed to step to the plate and say, here is a view in context of what's happened, here are the opportunities. And I'll give you one example and I'm done. I uh, listened to an interview from a an serial entrepreneur in Israel who just floated on the uh, stock exchange and he did an exit for a software to trade used cars. The exit was done at $2.5 billion. The next day, the company went to $5 billion. And this guy in his interview says, I don't listen to trends. I don't know which trends are going to be uh, coming or not coming. That's not how you actually think about as an entrepreneur about the market. I look at markets. I look at, are they big? I look at inefficiencies. And when I discover an inefficiency and I have a way to solve it, I go with it. Now, this guy has gone like serial entrepreneur from some success and some failures, but it's not about trends and it's not about... Uh, and, and when Helen does her scenario planning, it's clearly not a linear trend at all. Because for linear trend, you can, you can do stupid uh, predictive analytics, which I don't believe at all uh, is useful to anybody. Uh, as, uh, in strategic sense, it's useful for operational sense. So the role of CI today is to look at opportunities. And at a certain point, the CEOs, given that opportunities are changing and actually narrowing down, there are less opportunities if you look at the economy they will have to think about competitive intelligence being more than competitors following. Hopefully, they will pay attention to you and to us when they are thinking this way. Again, I'm not optimistic, but that's just my nature. Yeah, I, I think Ben really uh, nailed it on the head. I'm not gonna have a lot more to add to that because mm -hmm. the first goal of, of any CEO is to make sure his company survives. And then once you get survival under your belt, you think about thriving. And I think whatever actions are gonna be taken now are more operational to make sure that survival occurs and then the thriving can begin. And 
you know, I would hope that if we learn anything from this pandemic and many other things that are happening uh, in our society right now is that, you know, competitive intelligence not only needs to inform the strategy, but it's not only about your competitor. It's really also about understanding the trends in your industry and, and society and government, et cetera, so that you can make your best guess going forward. Um, so once I think, you know, they feel secure, uh, they'll begin to look outside their, their current boxes. Yeah, that, that's a great point, Helen. Maybe I want to follow up really briefly. You know, how does the CI mandate change? And you, you, you mentioned that we become a little more operationally focused, just, you know, help companies survive rather than thrive. But, you know, what are some of the activities that CI professionals should be doing differently now, doing more of, doing less of, you know, what, what should we do to support our companies through the survival period? You know, I, I'm not a big proponent of CI really being operational, almost ever. Um, I understand it's a need of business, and, you know, one has to answer their, uh, whoever they report to in a moment when they want something, you've got to come up with that. Um, but it's really the obligation, in, in my humble opinion, of that CI person to always be asking, you know, so what, and what next and what if, and to be looking beyond that. So, you know, we, we have to satisfy that current need, but it really is, and, and right now it's a big thing, right? It's survival is when, it, when it's survival, all gloves are off. But when we get, but there still should be an eye to what, what's out there, what's changing, how are others surviving, how are others responding to this, how are the laws, you know, what are the lobbyists thinking? I mean, there, there's a lot of pieces that a CI person should still be looking at, um, even in this survival moment, to make sure that the thriving can occur as well. Excellent. Yeah. And any thoughts on that? Or did Helen kind of sum it up perfectly? She always sums up everything perfectly. I'll do <laughs> a little bit on the side. So I just read uh, an article about network structure in, uh, in something called nature physics, uh, which is not exactly something to do with CI, but it's uh, research into the functioning of networks. And the interesting thing was that you can look at music and literature and the way we process information as networks. Networks are just nodes and hubs and spokes, and they connect edges and all kind of terminology they have in network analysis. The one thing that was very interesting is that all network structures have two elements. One is called community. So the network will have cluster of concepts that are close by dog, brings into mind ball, etc. And that allows for efficiency of processing of information because you can anticipate the concept that will come next. And that's the biggest enemy of competitive intelligence. Because if you can anticipate what comes next, executives don't want to listen to you anymore. In, in the name of efficiency, they move on. You're not interesting. Every network that's successful has another element called heterogeneous, which is something you don't expect. Because what neuroscience shows is that information is created only when it's surprising. Otherwise, it's, not, it's, it's kind of a noise. You anticipate, you move we need to surprise. So when Hennan says we don't need to be operational, I'm going one step farther than that. It's not enough that we call ourselves strategic. The question is, what do we bring to the table that management didn't expect? If they already know it, if they're already expecting it, if it's old news, we are boring. Okay. 
So the whole thing we teach, both Ellen and I, the whole thing we teach about communicating to management is about being intriguing. Say something they don't expect. Now, think about today. The world is horrible for most businesses. They don't need you to tell them that the, whole, the world is bad. They know it. Where are the opportunities? How can you surprise management with an opportunity they didn't think about? It doesn't have to be a huge opportunity. It can be a small one. But if you're not looking at something to surprise them, you're becoming information practitioner. Now, there is, there is place for both. There is place for information researchers who provide answers to questions. There is structures, background. But for me, intelligence is always on the side of provide something they haven't thought about. So you need to surprise them. We'll see. So in the, in the spirit of that, our, our last question is about buzzwords. And yeah. we are all being overwhelmed with buzzwords right now. You know, we started with the new normal. And, and you know, anytime you open any management consulting firm website, you're hearing about resilience, agility. Um, where do you see this going? Um, is this just, you know, the, the big consulting firms trying to make money? Or do you really think that, you know, resilience and agility are critical priorities that companies have not invested in before? Or is this all fluff? Helen, let's start with you. Fad, fashion, and falter roll. Um, <laughs> there's, there's always the new buzzword. There's always the new four by four. There's always the new this and the new that and the pivot this and the agility that. I mean, I've, I've been an educator and consultant for decades. And there's always the new thing. I always like basics and standards. Um, I, I like the things that are tried and true and that work. And what is under all of these new words is really the practice to make sure that your company, A, is ready and B, could pioneer, forge ahead, do something different, delight, whatever language you want to use. So in, in whatever, the, you know, the, the big consulting firms are going to claim we're doing next, whatever Harvard says is the next big thing, the truth really is that companies need to be able to gather information from disparate sources, analyze it, build a landscape, use that landscape to inform the, the best guess choices they're going to make, which is what strategy is. What's the most informed choice you're going to make about how to invest your resources to try to make sure your company can thrive. And to do that, they're going to need tools to do that. You're going to need to not only ask about what next and how might a competitor do something, or is there an opportunity where no one else is seeing it, right? We love to find these unmet needs, but also, what if all of this changes? You know, what if, what if the thing we rely upon most no longer exists, right? When we've done scenario planning um, at ACI, we've thought, talked about black swans and pandemics, and you know, people would look at me like I had nine heads. And, you know, maybe I did, but one of them was thinking in the right direction, right? Yeah. So we have these great words, and, and we have this new way companies need to be, but what companies need to do is to is to think and to analyze and to try to make the best choices they can and i don't care what you call that so that's kind of how i feel about it excellent yeah you started by saying 
if you look at what the big consulting firms say, yeah. they all use this. Well, I, I, I never actually open a website by one of the big consulting <laughs> firms. Uh, the, there is no surprise there whatsoever. I mean, you know it's going to be full of air, very hot air too. Uh, I suspect that the reason management hires the big consulting firms for millions of dollars is not because they expect anything new. There's no surprise, but because it's a cover your ass strategy. Hey, we hire the big guys. What do you want from us? What? Could have done more. Right. But the, the buzzword that I like, uh, agility and, and, and resilience, well, blah, 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 blah. I like the word that you said before, but you don't, I don't think you even realized how important it is when you joined Skip, you mentioned the word discipline. And the whole idea in my world of strategy, and I've seen, I've seen it in war games, and I've seen it with scenario planning with Helen, is a sort of discipline. Don't act until you thought. Yeah. So you have to think, you have to understand the context, and then you can, it requires enormous amount of discipline because there are so many pressures on the typical manager that, that and, and, and the big word is you have to act, you have to act. You can't act unless you really have strategic thinking before it. And that's where wargaming come in, scenario planning coming. That's where competitive intelligence coming in. So my buzzword has always been, always will be discipline. Yeah. I, I grew up on a farm in the Midwest and one of my favorite phrases before doing anything on the farm was measure twice, cut once. It's the, you know, it, it's, it's, it's one of those life maxims that I think will serve you well. And I guess it's a good reminder for organizations, you know, of all sizes that just reacting in a time like this is going to pretty much guarantee bad results. Um, well, it's not many conversations that will mention fertilizer, global depressions, and cavemen clubbing mammoths. So uh, guys, uh, Ben, Helen, on behalf of Skip, thank you so much for the fun dialogue and, and the conversation. Really, really appreciate you sharing uh, your thoughts and all your great experience with, uh, with our community. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Cam. It was our pleasure. Thank you.